I was sore in the morning, snatching head, and had to sit back down on the bed because I felt dizzy all of a sudden. The jack can make my mornings a misery, though if I have a nip of it first thing, that helps. Fight fire with fire, as my pa used to say. I wanted to ask someone to bring me a drop, but for once the house was quiet. Only Martha was in, so light on her feet you couldn't hear her, except she was humming to herself while she moved round the table in fire. She was like a little mouse, waiting for me to drop a crumb for her. If I asked her for Jack, she'd get it, but hold it out so timid with her mouse paws that I'd feel worse than I already did. Martha was the runt of the litter, the only weak one left who hadn't died. She hummed all the time, hymns to block out the sound of death's footsteps behind her. Rock of ages, sometimes a light surprises. Blessed be the tie that binds, and that goddamn amazing grace. Save a wretch like me, indeed. Don't know where she knew him from. I didn't teach her. Probably it was our neighbor Hattie Day, a woman who knows her hymns and how to lord them over us. What you making, honey? I said to her, thinking if I used some kind words, then I could ask for the jack more easily. Pie, she said. I could see calling her honey made her brighten like a lantern shone on her, so I used it again. What kind of pie, honey? That second honey was a mistake. It came out false, and Martha knew she wasn't my honey. Apple pie, I'm going to get some now, she said, then wiped her hands so there was flour up and down her apron and ran away, leaving me all alone. Quick, before she come back, I went to the bottle and took a swig. That would have to do. Don't know why I didn't want Martha seeing me drink, but I didn't. It wasn't often that no one was in the house but me. It made me nervous. I liked people around, even if I didn't always want to talk to them. Back east, there were too many good enoughs nearby, and I had to hide in the hay sometimes for a little peace. Not here. The hay wasn't sweet and dry like Connecticut hay. Swamp liked to get in and rot it. I looked around the empty room. Sal and Martha kept it neat, I'll say that for them. Wood stacked, floor swept, fire burning clear, dishes stacked on the shelves. Up in the attic, they'd have made the beds all smooth. Quilts not aired because of the rain, but they could go a few days without airing. End of the day, there'd be mud tracked everywhere, a pile of muddy boots by the door, food on the floor where Caleb and Nathan dropped it. But for now, it was all prepared and ready for a day of battling the black swamp. We weren't living with the land, but alive despite it. Because it wanted to kill us every chance it got, either the skeeters or the fever or the mud or the damp or the heat or the cold. At least the house was warm enough, easy to do now the winter's back was broken. Sometimes during the cold spells, when the snow was high against the house, all seven of us would be huddling by the fire, wrapped in quilts, and not moving the whole day, except to feed the animals and the fire and ourselves. I was glad those days were done, because my family drove me crazy then. Martha had already made the pastry for the pie, 
and rolled it out on the table into a perfect circle. Just like her. Sal or me wouldn't have bothered but left it ragged. But Martha would crimp the edges all even with her little fingers and weave a pie top that looked like checkered cloth. I was still looking at the pastry when she come back with her apron full of apples, spitters we'd kept back from the cider press for cooking. I frowned. You gonna put some sugar in with them? Martha peeped at me with her star.